Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Podcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi, Von Lozon, Scotty White, ready to pick eight games against the spread for week six of the college football season. Good to be with you. Uh, podcast, you're probably listening here on Friday. It just uh, letting you know, full transparency, uh, we are recording here on Wednesday night, October 5th. So, if the lines have moved by the time you're listening to this on Friday, blame Vaughn. Anyways, uh, looking oh. <laughs> looking back on... Uh, Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> uh, looking back uh, on the week that was last week, man, uh, not a good week uh, across the board, that's for sure. Scotty had the best week, but still uh, below 500 with a 3-5 and five week a week ago. Vaughn, second best at 2-6. and six. I had an abysmal week at 1-7. and seven. So looking to, to get back out there. Season records definitely took a hit a week ago. I'm still in the lead at 19-26 and 26 overall. Vaughn's at 17-28, and 28, while Scotty's still got some work to do at 14-31. and 31. But we've got eight games against the spread. We're going to pick here tonight uh, odds and spreads via DraftKings Sportsbook. And we've got some great matchups, some tight spreads here uh, that are going to make for an interesting week number six. And we will go and start in the ACC. Florida State traveling to number 14 NC State. The Wolfpack three-point favorites. And I got to start with last week's uh, week winner, Scotty. Where do you feel this one's going, my man? Yeah, dude, uh, three and five, but you know, I won the week, so made some progress. Um, and yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I feel great about going three and five after this, <laughs> this start to the year. Um, but hopefully we can get a little better this week. And for this first game, I'm going to pick NC State to cover the minus three. 
Um, I think Florida State kind of got exposed a little bit last week at home against Wake Forest. Um, don't think that they're really – I think they're better, you know. They've, they've obviously had a rough stretch the past few years, and I think they're kind of getting back to where they were. Um, but I think NC State's a really solid team, um, and I like them at home to at least win by more than a field goal. Vaughn, how do you see it going on? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Scotty here and pick NC State. Um, I, I do like the trajectory of the program for Florida State, but they're dealing with the injury bug right now. And, uh, you know, it's something that Michigan can relate to as well if you're Michigan fans listening out there. But uh, on the other side, for NC State, their quarterback, Devin Leary, having a pretty good season, uh, completing 62.8% of his passes. And Florida State's got a good pass defense. It's 22nd in the country, but I am going to side with the home team here, a healthy Wolf Pack. So give me NC State with the minus three. Already got a bit of a different one here. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Florida State, and I'm taking the points here. And I'm actually uh, on the exact opposite of what Scotty mentioned. He, he, he said that they got exposed a little bit against Wake Forest. I think it was the other way around here. Uh, FSU actually outgained Wake Forest on a yards per play basis by 1.4 yards. Uh, Fair, uh, Florida State, 6.2 yards per play a week ago against Wake Forest, allowed just 4.8. The difference in that game is Florida State lost three fumbles. The turnover differential obviously hurt them a lot, and there's so much variance that comes into that. I'm going to take a look at the yards per play stat. I look at NC State. They um, dominated by Clemson. Four yards per play against a Clemson defense that it was touted at the beginning of the year, but they have not lived up to expectations. I'm a little bit worried about that NC State offense. Uh, This is a team that I picked to win the ACC this year, but I just haven't really seen it, uh, particularly last week against Clemson. And that uh, Florida State offense is rolling. 481 yards per game. Jordan Travis, 66.4 completion percentage, over 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, a single interception. And NC State, has on offense gained less than 300 yards in both games against Power 5 opponents. Give me Florida State to cover the three at NC State here this weekend. Then we head to the Battle of the Independence, number 16, BYU. They travel to Notre Dame and the Irish, three-and-a-half-point favorites, Vaughn. Yeah, the Independence Bowl uh, yeah. right here. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to go with BYU, actually. And Notre Dame, they're a home favorite, but all I need is BYU to lose by a field goal, just three points. That's all I need. I think they could win this game outright. BYU QB, Jaron Hall, he's having a really good season, completing over 70% of his passes, 12 touchdowns on the year, just one interception. On the other side for Notre Dame, they obviously lost their starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner, early on in the season, turned to Drew Pine. He hasn't been awful, but uh, I, I just don't believe in him long-term. And I think BYU is going to, at the very least, cover the three and a half points. So give me BYU. Scotty, where are you going, my man? Yeah, I like BYU as well. Uh, Notre Dame's won two in a row after their shaky start, but still haven't looked great. Um, Close win at home against Cal um, with a Hail Mary by Cal that really almost worked out for him there at the end. And then um, a win against a not-so-great North Carolina team. Um, and, and from when I've watched BYU, I've liked what I've seen. Um, obviously, they didn't look so great against Oregon, but I think BYU is the better team here. Um, going on the road to Notre Dame, I think, will be tough, but I think if Notre Dame wins, they win by three, so I'll take BYU to cover. 
I'm taking the Irish to cover three and a half here this week. I think it's addition by subtraction in the quarterback position with Tyler Buckner out. Drew Pine in his two starts, completing just under 70% of his passes at 69.8%, 459 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. Last week against UNC, 24 of 34, 289 yards, and three touchdowns. And in the same token, BYU last week struggled against a god awful Utah State team. A Utah State team that lost to Weber State. It was 17-17 at halftime in that game, and Utah State was outgaining BYU 246-107. to They led Wyoming just 14-10 to at half the week before that. BYU, they are not nearly as good as advertised in the Irish. They're starting to find a little offensive identity with Drew Pine under center. Give me the Irish to cover three and a half here this week. As we head to the SEC, number eight Tennessee travels to number 25 LSU Scotty White yeah um, I think I am going to take Tennessee here I've always been not too sold on Tennessee you know they've got they're one of those teams that gets a lot of preseason hype um, but so far they, they've looked they've looked pretty good this year um, and I don't think that LSU really deserves that ranking uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched last week against Auburn um, it was actually insane because it was literally that Michigan Northwestern game from 2018. That's all I could think about when I was watching it. Um, Auburn went up 17, nothing. Um, and LSU came back and got the win, but I mean, Auburn has not looked good this year. They've had some, some close home games against some really bad teams. Um, they got absolutely blown out by Penn state. Um, so I don't really look at that win to be anything special. Um, so I'm not too sold on LSU. I like Tennessee to get this cover. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Scotty, we're three for three again, man, man. I'm I'm going with Tennessee. Of course, too. we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Hendon Hooker is the real deal, a legit Heisman candidate. And uh, honestly, if I had a vote, I might give it to him as of today. Tennessee, number seven in yards per completion. They own the number two passing offense in the country. Hooker is number six in pass efficiency. Uh, right behind J.J. McCarthy, who's number five. And he is also number 12 in yards per completion. LSU has a solid pass defense and their transfer quarterback, Jane Daniels has been steadily improving, but I am still going to ride with the Vols this week here on the road at LSU. Man, I'm with you guys 100%. And this line scares the hell out of me because how on earth is Tennessee only a three point favorite headed into death Valley? I know it's a tough place to go in and get a win, but these teams on paper, I don't even think they're relatively close. Tennessee and Hendon Hooker, they are legit, legit. Hooker, over 71% completion percentage. He's got eight touchdowns to no interceptions. This is a team that's not only coming off a bye, so they've got extra prep, but the week before against Florida, 8.2 yards per play against the Gators. LSU, Scotty, you alluded to it, man. LSU had no business in that game against Auburn. They were outgained by 2.7 yards per play, had just 3.6 yards per play offensively. According to Bill Connolly, just an 8% win expectancy against a bad Auburn team a week ago. I don't see how Tennessee doesn't absolutely roll here, and that's why this spread actually gave me pause, and I don't know if I can bet it in real life because it, it feels like too much of a slam dunk. I probably will end up getting there with Tennessee, but yeah, I'm taking the Vols uh, minus three here. And then we've got a great top 25 matchup, number 11 Utah, four-point favorites as they head to the Rose Bowl to take on number 18 UCLA, Vaughn. Yeah, this is my uh, home dog of the week. I'm picking UCLA. I, I really don't like four and a half as a betting number 
Uh, well, it's down but, to four now. Oh, it's down to four. I'm well, I, four, four and a half, like anywhere between four and five. I just, I really don't like that kind of number if I'm going to be taking the favorite. So I'm going to roll with UCLA. They've been hot as of late, knocked off Washington at home last week uh, and kind of dominated them from start to finish. Chip Kelly has finally got his squad rolling in what seems like year 15 at UCLA. And so this game being at home definitely is going to help him here. So I'm going to take the Bruins to uh, cover the four points at home. Scotty, how do you see it going down? I'm going to go the other way here and take Utah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it got me last week. I went against UCLA at home against ranked team, um, and they looked really good. But I'm, I'm honestly just banking on a UCLA letdown. It feels like it's coming. Um, I didn't think that they looked particularly special heading into that game against Washington, but I did watch that game last Friday. That looks like a really good team, but I, do, I just don't think that they're going to put that together two weeks in a row. Um, just haven't seen it from from Chip Kelly's teams at UCLA yet, and I don't expect to see it here. I've also got Utah as my Pac-12 champ, so I got to ride with them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, U-tier as well, covering the four. They've been quietly dominating since that loss to Florida. 73-7 to over Southern Utah, 35-7 to over San Diego State, won 34-13 at Arizona State, and then last week, I think, a very sneakily impressive win, 42-16 to over Oregon State. And that's an Oregon State team that probably should have beat USC a couple of weeks ago. And they offensively dominated 6.4 yards per play. That vaunted USC offense managed just 4.9 yards per play against that same Oregon State defense. And I think we're overrating the UCLA win against Washington a little bit. Washington kind of picked up their hype with a win against Michigan State, who was undefeated and ranked at the time. But we know what the Spartans are now. That win... Quite a bit less impressive knowing what we know now, and we kind of are using that UCLA game a week ago against Washington uh, to, to kind of overrate them a little bit. I think it's going to be a, a bit of a letdown for UCLA as well, so I'm taking Utah to cover the four at the Rose Bowl. And a great neutral site game. We've got the Red River shootout. I'm still calling it the shootout. I don't care what anyone says to me about that. Texas, seven-point favorites taking on Oklahoma, Scotty. Yes, you're right, Luke. It is the Red River Shootout, um, and yeah, I, Texas is my uh, is my Big Twelve pick this year. Um, so I hope they win, but I am going to go with Oklahoma to cover here. Um, it's been it's been a rough stretch for Oklahoma, and really just a rough start to the season for both of these teams. Obviously, Texas so close to knocking off Bama that would have been huge. Um, but and then Quinn Ewers going down doesn't help either. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the only game in the big 12 this week that doesn't feature a ranked team, which is hilarious because Kansas and TCU, the ranked battle, I mean, just gotta love college football. Um, but anyways, Oklahoma, I like them to get a little bit bounce back. I think Texas is going to win this game, but I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams and I was pretty surprised to see it all the way up at seven. So I'll go with Oklahoma. Vaughn, what do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm I'm on the opposite side here. I'm going to go with Texas, uh, because Quinn Ewers may be back this weekend. And it's not looking likely that Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback for Oklahoma, plays this weekend. He got banged up a little bit uh, the week prior. I think he had like a knee brace on as well. So it's just not looking good for Oklahoma in general. Their defense has been god-awful. Gave up over 50 points to TCU last week. And uh, I, I might uh, side with Oklahoma if uh, Gabriel is healthy. But uh, I, I'm just going to bank on Quinn Ewers, my uh, my preseason Heisman Trophy finalist uh, and, and winner 
uh, coming back and knocking off an Oklahoma team that has not lost three straight games since 1998. It's been a really, really long stretch for them uh, and the success that they've had just overall. But I think that's going to come to an end this weekend. I'm going to take Texas to win. Uh, yeah, Vaughn, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty much right with you with uh, similar logic here. Uh, on Tech in Texas, minus seven. It's a tale of two quarterbacks here, really, because you you read the practice reports. Quinn Ewers is back practicing. Sounds like he's pretty close to a full goal, trending toward going against OU. Uh, last week, you know, he went through pregame warm-ups pretty loosely against West Virginia, ultimately didn't play, but sounds like he there's a good chance he's able to go on Saturday. And then Dylan Gabriel, uh, according to Brett Venables, up in the air. But Venables also said, regardless, Three quarterbacks are going to be practicing, taking first-team reps here this week. So regardless, if Dylan Gabriel can't even practice and prepare for this week, I'm a little bit worried even if he does go. And quite honestly, that Texas offense with Quinn Ewers, just too much for the OU defense, who has given up 509 and 668 total yards in the last two weeks. That Oklahoma defense is bad. Brett Venables has his work cut out for him uh, down in Norman. So I'm taking the Longhorns. Minus seven. Into Big Ten play we go. Who would have thought this at the beginning of the year? Illinois, three and a half point favorites hosting the visiting Iowa Hawkeyes, Vaughn. Yeah, this is a wild, wild Big Ten game. Just looking at the spread, it's crazy. And the over-under, I'll get to that in a second. But I'm actually going to side with the Iowa Hawkeyes in this game. This is another one where... I just need a field goal. Illinois could win by three, and I'd still cover. So I'm I'm going to bank on Iowa uh, keeping this a very low-scoring game. The over-under is at 36-and-a-half. So I'm going to prepare for another really boring Iowa rock fight here. The Big Ten West has been really weird this year. Illinois just beat the daylights out of Wisconsin. Minnesota got upset last week against Purdue. So I'm going to roll with uh, the Big Ten West chaos and take Iowa to, at the very least, cover the three-and-a-half-point spread here. Scotty, how do you like it, man? Oh, so I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking at this and saw Iowa and Illinois and a minus three-and-a-half, and I just assumed that it was Iowa. And I was thinking <laughs> that Iowa was favored this whole time. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm totally taking Illinois. But um, I do I, – I mean, yeah, the Big Ten West is just ridiculous, dude. But Illinois, I don't care if Wisconsin's in a down year. Going into Madison and beating the brakes off Wisconsin like that, I mean, that's – for Illinois, I mean, that's just massive. Um, so I've been really impressed with the Illini. And I think that they are going to win this game. But with Iowa's defense the way and just the way that Iowa's games go, I just like Illinois to win this one by three. So I will take Iowa to cover this. Yeah, I'm going I'm to roll with Iowa plus the three and a half. First and foremost, these are two very, very good defenses. And just off that, you're thinking under, right? And already you're like, okay, if there's an under and you see a three and a half, a low scoring game automatically favors taking the points here uh, with the three and a half. And that's exactly how I'm viewing this game. Should be low scoring, favors taking the points. And at the end of the day, Illinois and Burt, they want to run the football, right? They're averaging 44 rush attempts per game. That's how Illinois beats you. They run the football and they play defense, kind of similar to Iowa. Uh, the thing is, Iowa's defense is allowing 2.7 yards of carry on the year. If you 
don't include Michigan, who has one of the top running games in the country, allowing just 2.2 yards per carry. So Iowa's defense is going to be able to shut down that Illinois offense, make them throw, and I don't think that's going to work. Iowa might even force a couple of turnovers in this game. So I'm taking the Hawkeyes to cover the three and a half. We've got Ohio State 27-point favorites as they head in East Lansing to take on Michigan, Scotty. Michigan State, excuse me. <laughs> Ohio State, Michigan this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of points, and it's really funny because Michigan State thought they were going to be really good at the beginning of the year, um, and now they're 27-point home fa- underdogs, so that is funny. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I mean, just watching them last week against Wisconsin and just knowing – how bad this Michigan State secondary is. Um, I got to go with Ohio State here. I think that they will probably be up 28 points in the first quarter probably. Um, and just at what happened in this game last year, I think it's going to be pretty similar. Um, and I've, I actually have a bunch of uh, Michigan State friends and then my best friends are Ohio State fans. So I actually might be going to this game as well. Um, so I'll be not rooting for Ohio State to cover minus 27, but really just rooting for both teams to have a terrible time. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Scotty, you're brave for going to that game if that's what you end up doing, my brother. I'm, I'm wearing um, a Michigan jersey if I do. Well, that – we love getting out of that place alive. Um, I am also going to take Ohio State to cover this game, uh, and I completely agree with Scotty. It could be 28 nothing uh, within a blink of an eye. Michigan State secondary is absolutely atrocious. And I mean no hyperbole when I say that C.J. Stroud could throw for 500 yards in this game if Ohio State lets him play long enough. So I am going to take Ohio State. And I honestly, this would be, you know, if we had such thing on this podcast as like a lock of the week, I would have this be the lock of the week. So give me the Buckeyes. They're going to call me a madman. But I'm taking Michigan State plus 27 here this week. I think this line feels a little inflated. Everyone and their mother is on the Ohio State side, and it really hasn't moved a whole lot. So that's telling me a little something right off the get-go. I take a look at the SP Plus ratings. Has it had about a 20-point difference between Michigan State and Ohio State? I actually think what happened last year is going to factor into this. I think Michigan State's going to try and implement some exotic coverages a little bit. And at the end of the day, I think Michigan State is going to pull out the bag of tricks here this week. I mean, I think there's going to be trick plays, fake punts, you know, the the whole shebang. And I think Michigan State's going to do whatever they can to try and stay in this game. And ultimately, uh, I think the unique game plan is going to be able to allow them to somewhat compete within the, the realm of four scores here against Ohio State. So I'm taking Michigan State to cover the 27 here this week. It's a really, really big line. Finally, we've got number four, Michigan. Uh, This line has moved all the way to 22 and a half, open at 21, now to 22 and a half in favor of the Wolverines as they travel to Indiana, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm going to side with Michigan in this one, simply kind of like what I was saying with the Ohio State-Michigan State game. Indiana's secondary and their defense just as a whole just not great. I think this is going to be not, not like a coming out party of sorts for JJ, but I do think that they're going to let him sling it around a little bit more. Would not be surprised if he hit 300 yards for the first time in his career. Could definitely see some big games from Ronnie Bell, Luke Schoonmaker, and all those other guys that he's been throwing the ball to. And Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, having those two guys back, you really saw the effect that Donovan Edwards had uh, on Iowa's defense and the way that they defended just in general, uh, the Michigan offense last week. So uh, I think Michigan goes into Indiana. This is a, a team that usually plays Michigan tough, beat them a couple years ago during the COVID season. 
I certainly don't see that happening this year. I do think it'll be somewhat close for a little bit into the first quarter, but I think Michigan will pull away somewhere in the third quarter probably and end up covering this game. So I'm going to take the Wolverines. Scotty, how do you see it going down? I'm going to take Indiana. Um, I really think that Michigan is obviously far away the better team. Indiana's really bad this year. I think Michigan's going to, like Vaughn said, let J.J. throw it around a lot, given that Michigan plays Penn State after who has a poor pass defense. Michigan State after that has a poor passing defense. Um, So I think that's definitely going to be the way to go for this one. Um, So I really think that Michigan should win this one very comfortably, but Indiana does play Michigan tough a lot. And a big part of this is I know that most of my picks are usually wrong, and I want Michigan to win by a lot, so that's a big part of it, too. <laughs> I'm taking uh, Michigan minus the 22-and-a-half here. I look at Indiana and their rankings per SP+, plus, the number 92 offense in the country, the number 73 defense in the country. Uh, there's just not much to like about the the Hoosiers. J.J. McCarthy, his quote about wide receivers chomping at the bit to air it out, I, I think that told me a little bit that they must have a plan to start slinging this thing because IU allowing 277.8 pass yards per game. I think this is the, the game where the Michigan passing offense really starts to get going, and I think that quote uh, kind of alluded to what their game plan is going to be. And if they do it, they're going to have success and they're going to win this game. Uh, rather big. So I'm taking the Wolverines minus 22 and a half. Before we go here, as we wrap up the Pick'em Pod, Scotty, where can we find you on social media? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Scotty spelled S-C-O-T-T-Y. All the podcasts get posted there uh, and all the football articles as well. So follow me on Twitter. And before we get to Vaughn here in a moment, I would like to let you know that the Pick'em Pod is thanks to our friends at Manscaped. You know, it's uh, it's fall. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. Season of pumpkin spice and make sure, making sure your crotch looks nice. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Head to manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping with the code MNB20, the Platinum Package 4.0. This is the thing you need. It's got the lawnmower, body trimmer, and weed whacker, nose, ear, and hair trimmer. It's got so many great things. Uh, They got body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Try it today, the Platinum Package 4.0. All you have to do to get 20% off and free shipping is insert code MNB20 at manscaped.com. Vaughn, where can we find you, my friend? You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. I'll be uh, tweeting, I'm sure, throughout the game. Follow Mason Brew on Twitter, too always tweeting out all of our stories that we publish and live tweeting the games as well. So follow all of us there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Garrity, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review for all of your favorite podcasts here on the Mason Brew Podcast Network. For my partners, Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White, I'm Luke Garrity. Go cash some tickets, and we'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.